0: You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Betch's Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Joining us today, we have again, Sarah Schreiber. Sarah is the Associate Editorial Director at Brides, and we've asked her to join us once again to talk about all things 2024 wedding trends. In her latest episode with us, she gave a sneak peek into one trend. So if you missed it, you know, circle back over there um, and make sure you give it a listen. But Sarah, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, Fallon. Hello again. Thank you for having <laughs> me. This is going to be a good one. I'm glad to be back for sure.
0: Because now the year is real and mm-hmm. people just got a whole lot of engaged. And there's been so much on social about what's in, what we're leaving behind, and what we're bringing over to 2024. So last episode was phenomenal. This one, we got to knock it out the park. So thank you for for coming back.
1: <laughs> of course. Of course. Let's do it. Let's dig so, Talk
0: to me about decor in twenty twenty four we've got we're seeing a lot here. Return of retro is probably the biggest one that we're seeing. Tell us a little bit more about what you're seeing in that vein
1: for sure. um, I also before we dig into like decor, we have food and bev, we have details. I kind of want to put a disclaimer on this mm. conversation, Fallon. I would like to disclaim trends when we talk about trends, right? like there's so much to a wedding, trends, trends aside. The way I'm positioning trends and how we are looking at, at trends at brides, trends are cake toppers, okay? Like picture a cake, picture a cake topper. It is the top level and everything below that, you have an entire wedding cake below that. Your wedding cake is the bedrock. These trends, like you take them, you leave them, they're in, they're out. At the end of the day, you make the decision that is personal to you, that feels right to you. Your wedding doesn't have to have a thing to do about trends, or it can be completely predicated on trends. You do you. But I think it's important to kind of like set the tone of the conversation with like these in, these in lists, these out lists. they can feel like I'm doing something wrong, or maybe mm. I'm doing something right. I think there's no right or wrong really when it comes to like the wedding that you design. Um so long as it is personal and beautiful and executed well like there are a million ways to do that in million iterations of an incredible wedding. So, just a little disclaimer top of the convo. I absolutely love that. <laughs> I,
0: the way that I love that.
1: It is yeah. the perfect
0: opening. It's like yeah. I think everyone, a lot of our listeners we get emails of those kind of seeking the validation to make a decision on something. Yes. That's the perfect disclaimer to truly choose your own adventure. What's right for you? is yours.
1: Absolutely. I Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I just think like we don't want to, you know, our goal, I think when we're in the wedding industry, our goal isn't really to make anybody feel excluded or to Agreed. make their ideas feel like, you know, they aren't actionable or worthy or valid. Like you said, I think that, you know, we can kind of start this conversation with trends is like, if something speaks to you, do it, do it. it in. There are so many other ways, you know, to to craft the perfect wedding, you can pepper in those trends. You can use them, you know, to your advantage. But I think on that note, disclaimer aside, (laughs) we can position and transition right into disco and retro because (laughs) I am so actually excited about this trend. I don't, I mean, anybody who follows me on Instagram, anybody who knows me, I am like a vintage Mm -hmm. girly. I love Mm -hmm. it. Um, I love the kind of return to retro, in all things. And I think like yeah. weddings are informed by culture and what we're seeing now, obviously the return of Y2K and everybody's getting a nineties haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like all of these things are kind of, are coming back in Vintage a way. Vintage is cute. Is cute. <laughs> thrift culture, right? Like yeah. everybody's back in thrift stores. Everybody's. So I think like retro is kind of expressing itself in a few different ways when it comes to wedding decor. Disco, right? I mean, the return of disco. I know we talked about timeless, trendy disco last time, but this like disco theme, the disco themed after party, the disco like second look, everybody's wearing shimmer, you know, everybody's on the dance floor, Saturday Night Fever. (laughs) Um, I really think that's playing out. I mean, I think like retro is being iterated on a lot of different ways, right? Like people are, I think, using vinyls at their wedding. We did that at our wedding, actually, in 2022. My husband brought dinner. Vinyl machine and <laughs> record player vinyl machine. That's I'm here. Uh, vinyl machine worked for me, but yeah, mm-hmm. keep going. <laughs> vinyl machine, time machine. Yeah. So, I mean, I think like, you know, these vintage, the vintage piped cakes, you, yeah. which are so stunning to me and I think have been done really, really well by some incredible um, cake vendors, um, bakers, like the chic cake, the piping. I think it's very 80s, but it's also very like fun and colorful and modern simultaneously. Mm-hmm. You know, so a lot of these retro trends are kind of being expressed throughout the event. Yeah, you know?
0: even the I'm getting so many more requests now for like, of course, film photography is always my favorite, oh. but yes, disposable also like camera. disposable cameras are yeah. definitely making its own thing. Even yeah. the new um, after the tone that uh, that concept is it's kind guessbook. of retro. Yeah, the guestbook thing. It's kind of retro, even though it's still a modern take on leaving a the voice. Guessbook. No, it's, 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 yeah, it's exactly it's a it's a vibe. So we're I'm loving what we're seeing here with the retro ness. <laughs> I'm like yeah. getaway cars are not Bentley's anymore. They're like vintage Mercedes. And I like what you said about sprinkling it in. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a literally 80s wedding moment that's happening here. Totally but those those micro touches are like, that's cute. I can dig it. I'm here for that. But Tell for me. Sure. What are you seeing with this Palazzo inspiration?
1: Yeah, so I think like this – I think this one is a little broad. Um, Like these – Explain it to me because I have no idea. I'm still like, hmm? Okay, so I think like the the Palazzo decor concept has kind of come out or been born out of this like Italy destination Mm. wedding hotspot. Okay. I feel like, you know, we can talk about Destination Weddings is like, wow, an entire segment in of itself. And like, we can get into that and like whatever. But I think like post-COVID, people started traveling again. I've seen this all over my Instagram feed. I feel like everybody, everybody last summer was in Italy at the same exact time.
0: Uh, I am, At Villa Balbiano. Why oh, is everyone in Lake Como? Th-
1: that's wh- th- <laughs> that part, though. Like that, actually. Everyone got married there. I mean, I, I, I definitely, I mean, I can't quantify it with numbers, but I can definitively say that I saw more <laughs> weddings at that venue than I think I ever have in my seven, in my year long career in weddings and reviewing yes. weddings. So I feel like, you know, I think a lot of decor has been informed around that destination, whether mm. you are getting married in Italy or not, whether you are having a destination or a stateside wedding. Right. So yeah. You can, ha- you can bring that, you know, that vibe, those columns, the really manicured gardens. You can either, you know, find a similar venue that speaks to that vibe. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of it is structural and how mm. a venue looks. And I think it's almost like venue inspired. You kind of need to start with that as the, Your you bones, know, Yeah. as the bones. Yeah. I could see this being translated on a really cool dance floor. Um, if anybody is going the custom dance floor route, those really beautiful textures, you know, yeah. about the stone, the marble work that you might see in those types of places, that Italian villa, mm. um, those like dusty <laughs> hues, that terracotta, you know, like I think there are a lot of different ways that we can that we can translate that. Yeah, stationary.
0: Um, yep. You can definitely lean into that. Yep. Um, your tablescapes, totally fun ways to bring that Italian. I, I, when you say architecture, I'm like, what I'm seeing a lot more too, is there's decor. That's not literal flowers. Like people are using artwork. People are using different yes. ways to kind of translate a, a, like a vibe or an actual yes. kind of this Palazzo moment, um, through other touch points, which I really, from a sustainable touch point, we'll get there later. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but absolutely. T- so any other takeaways from this Palazzo inspiration that you're, that you love seeing right now?
1: Yeah, I just think I think it's this really nice play of near and near and far. You know, yeah. people are looking, you know, beyond their day to day. I think it's really cool that people are looking to other places and other people for inspiration as opposed to this like one narrow-minded, you know, mm. concept of the American wedding. And I think this idea, I think it really comes back to the whole Stateside versus destination thing, and how you can kind of have a destination-inspired wedding wherever you are in the world. Um, and I and I also think, like as a former art history yes. minor, it's very cool that people are, like you said, turning to these other touch points to make decor decisions. I yeah. just I think that's a nice. I think that's a very cool, smart trend. You know, like there are people are people are thinking a little bit harder about what they want mm. their wedding to look like. Um, and feel like. I think like, that's a little yeah. bit less obvious and feel like. Exactly. Yeah. And I yeah. love that that's one that you kind of need to be like, wait, what is that? Wait, I love that. And then translate it accordingly.
0: And that's one of the things I abs- I kind of love about a destination wedding is it, it allows you to express a different culture. It allows you to introduce new things to people that they wouldn't have kind of stumbled yeah. upon themselves. And what's great about this Palazzo inspiration is you don't necessarily have to go to Italy to achieve that. You could be in New Jersey, like you're saying, at a lovely place that has kind of that architecture and that structure. And you're introducing this aesthetic to them and your guests are feeling transported. But they're totally. 5 miles from home so, yeah, <laughs> so. love
1: that <laughs> much um, less expensive too that part
0: <laughs> well i don't uh we could well, talk well, about depends. that I, yeah uh, i was like
1: uh, <laughs> doesn't necessarily mean yeah, apples,
0: apples. Um, so be <laughs> talk to me more about this bohemian moment is that
1: yeah.
0: i've like is i feel like this has always been a trend like is when i think of bohemian vibes i'm like oh it's like Tulum in my mind yeah. but
1: express it a little bit more Yep. Bohemian, I think this is very interesting, too. I think Bohemian has changed a little bit. So I feel like five years ago, Bohemian was like macrame. Rugs, oh, yes. Well, God You know? Yep. Rugs on the <laughs> aisle, macrame, woven things, hanging planters next Yay. to you. So, you know, I also think like this is a really good point that you bring up, Fallon, right? Like Bohemian maybe, you know, is a word that I think brides have used to describe their aesthetics for a long time brides and grooms have used to describe those aesthetics for a long time. Um, but when we talk about trends, like trends come back. There is nothing new under the sun. You know, things get changed. We change them for the, you know, for 2024, but they're kind of always there. So can you ever really plan a completely trendy out of the box? You know, like these things are, are, are lasting and long lasting. Yeah. So you don't really need to worry too much or think too hard about it. I think things come back around. So when we talk about bohemian, I think for me and how I'm interpreting this right now and how I am kind of excited about it, <laughs> I'm currently wearing red cowboy boots, so I feel like that's also why I'm a little excited about okay. it. I am feeling like bohemian Western. I feel like that is oh. where we are maybe kind of headed in a in a, in a a cool way. Um, I feel like hmm. people kind of separate those things maybe, but I feel like the idea of bohemian is... Has kind of become like this organic, earthy, like you know situation, and I think the idea of the West, I, the Western, has come back in fashion. We have had Louis know, Vuitton just been... did a
0: whole Western-influenced show. So. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, so I mean, like it's it's definitely like in the lexicon of fashion, it's in the lexicon of TV, Yellowstone, all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like the Bohemian Western wedding is kind of coming back. I did in some that. ways. I dig that. I mean, I'm also okay. a huge
0: fan of Westworld,
1: but um, also just thinking, <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm seeing a lot more weddings that are on ranches, on farms. Like Wyoming is having this whole moment, like Nashville totally. and like Blackberry Farms. Everyone's going a yes, little bit Tennessee, Tennessee, going yep. a, little, a little west. So it's like, they if you're not going to Lake Como, you're going to the West. So. <laughs> I
1: I could not, I could not agree more with you, and I have seen that. Like I have seen, I feel like I've run. Four or five, six weddings this year that have taken place on a ranch out west. Like these are things that people are doing, and they are not like from Montana. These people are not from <laughs> Tennessee. They're from the Chicago, right? <laughs> Chicago. They're they're flying in, and it's like that's been such an interesting transition and 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 differentiation and destination too. Yeah. and I think like. Like the Bohemian Western kind of hybrid mashup, I think, is, is playing out that way, too. Mm. And I mean, of course, like when, when we also talk about Bohemian, right, like these trends are adaptable. You know, the layered rugs, like absolutely. You know, if that brings you joy, if you want to have the layered rug at the altar, like that's, you know. Great, love that. But I also love the kind of the idea of kind of pushing the envelope a little bit on what does Bohemian really mean right now and what other things are kind of influencing influencing this type of wedding decor aesthetic. So Agreed. I would say Western, the hat is on for the sure. The hat is on. So. And
0: even like you're saying there's a like there's a mashup moment. You can even yeah. turn it to a return of retro meets Western in a whole like the cowboy boots, the whole vibe. Like that's this is a totally t- I think 2024 overall, everyone's having fun. Period.
1: (laughs) And I think like that's what trends are. They are pure, unadulterated fun. And I think like we all like we look forward to them. We want to talk about them. We want to analyze them. We want to know where they came from. But like they are Mm. those kick toppers. They are those exclamation points. They are fun, you know. And I think, yes, you can use them, of course, to build an entire event around. But you know, and, and there are ways to do it in a way that like does not, you know, date the event or, you know, this was a very clear 2024 <laughs> wedding, right? Like that's not necessarily our goal, but I do think like these are fun jumping off points in it yeah. and it helps people explore what they like, you know, maybe, maybe you were a boho chic girl, you know, of the early, you know, the 2010s, but now what does that mean to you? And maybe there's like another little flair that you've added to your, to your mm-hmm. boho beliefs. yeah So, yep. Yeah. I like
0: that. It's a little exploration. I have to share something that I'm really excited about. The team at Hungaroo just sent me a full box of yummy stuff. So, you guys know, like, sometimes I'm vegan. And so, most of the stuff I had in there was vegan and gluten free. They sent me broccoli. They sent me this fabulous plant based chorizo that I made some awesome tacos with. They sent me these cute little gluten free chips that I, 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 everything in there, I licked my fingers. It was amazing. The ordering process was super easy. I went on, I basically selected the dietary restrictions I was looking for, and I want to stop calling it dietary restrictions, but anyway, I selected all the things that I was looking for. And the best thing is you get to pick what comes in your box. It's not like they just pick something random. You get to pick cool recipes. And I picked some recipes that I thought would be tasty. And of course, once the box got here, I I literally just hodgepodge and cooked everything, but they had everything you needed to Cooked the meal, and it was ready to go. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Betches Brides listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Now, that sounds amazing. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash brides, and you'll get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash brides. And don't forget to use our link so that they know we sent you. Okay? Love you. Whenever I'm working with a new couple, the first thing I tell them is, Do not walk, run, make sure that your registry is with Zola, go do it now, period. But little did I know, Zola can help you plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. They're way more than a registry. So, they've got free planning tools like a customizable checklist, you can do websites, you can find venues and vendor discovery. Like there's there's so many things that are accessible on Zola. So, everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible. And with invites that are fun to create, And of course, my favorite, the wedding registry, packed with gifts you actually want. Zola can take you basically from save our date to thank you so much without even breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Game changer. Zola makes wedding planning easy and stress-free. They're the first and only stop you need to make on your wedding planning journey. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I Do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Zola will give you expert guidance and unparalleled support. Their wedding pros are on call to walk couples from question to answer anytime. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z O L A.com. I now want to move to paper. Oh, paper. Okay. And I I learned a new word, I think two weeks ago, ephemera, Mm. um, which is things that you only use once. Yes. Which I was like, oh. (laughs) Mind blown. Anyway, celestial. Mm -hmm. Is it celestial? Mm -hmm. Celestial?
1: Celestial.
0: Celestial. That's a word we're going to use all week. (laughs) These motifs. Talk to me about all of the things. Celestial. Mm
1: -hmm. Motifs. So I feel like, you know, (laughs) celestial, the stars, you know, the Zodiac, like I feel like, you know, the Zodiac, things that you love depending on your Zodiac, you know, have been really big for us at Brides. Um, And I think people are kind of looking, you know, love being faded in the stars, right? Like I think it's a fun decor idea for couples that are getting married. And I think that there are a lot of fun ways to do it. Um, so like, yeah, you can use like very literal celestial motifs on your paper suite. So that might be like actual stars. Um, I think like color schemes really come into play here too. Mm -hmm. When we talk about like celestial and they're a little darker, they're a little richer, they're deeper. You're thinking like night sky, maybe some Mm -hmm. like white text contrasted against that. Um, you know, there are a lot of different ways to kind of make it your own on paper. Mm. But I, but I do, I do like this idea of like the celestial motif. Um, I think we also we've seen like a lot of like really pretty hair pieces with stars. Ah. And so, you know, it's like it's not just decor, maybe it is, but it's also being translated through yeah that fashion, that paper. And then, of course, like on the tabletop, you have those moody details. Mm. You could use those, you know, wrought iron star things, you know, you, the way that you have the menus set up around it. I'm thinking half moon menus. Cool. You know? So there are a lot of cool ways, I think, to do it like rooftop this could also, evening event. Yeah, night, it was like under the stars. You that's know? so we did a wedding in
0: Portugal. And we actually had us it was at a UNESCO site.
1: So mm-hmm. it was like
0: the place, the darkest place in, I guess the world or one of the darkest places where wow. you could really see the stars really clearly. And we had mm-hmm. a person, I always get astronomer and astrologer confused. The, I guess the person who looks at the stars, and there's a person who reads your charts. Um, <laughs> anyway, the person who looks at the stars that brings the telescope. We had one of those people come, <laughs> and, yeah, and it that's was cool. A, it was an awesome activity. But I think that's also you could also have an astrologer come and maybe do people's star charts too.
1: Totally, as an activity. Totally. Yeah, like a little booth, <laughs> something yeah. experiential during you know a reception or an after party. Love Ex- this. Experiential is
0: like. We're seeing so much more activity and, like, I want to get an artist to come and paint our guest. And, like, the weekends are becoming more robust and more full and eventful, I would say. Wouldn't you?
1: I could not agree more. Um, Yeah, and I think Celestial and even, like, Western and Bohemian, they kind of all play into that idea too, right? Like, it's a theme, but it's also a place and it's a type of event. Like, maybe if you're doing the Bohemian Western, you're – you know, the day before you're getting married, you're going on a horseback riding trail, you know, or you're fly fishing on Sunday. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if it's a celestial event, yes, you're having that astronomer, you know, read constellations and walk people through what they're looking at. And then you also have, you know, somebody reading cards at a table. Um, experiential is, I think, arguably one of the biggest buzzwords in, in 2024. Hmm. Um, these, yes, these events are getting longer, They're getting more jam packed. I think they're happening even on different days as a result. You know, like I feel like the Saturday, the idea of the Saturday one and done wedding is changing a little bit. It is, of course, always going to be there. (laughs) Um, But I do think for the couples that are like, what else? You know, they want to take people on an experience, they want to show them something that's important to them. You know, whether that's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe the wedding's on Friday because they want two days after the wedding. I you love know, a Friday to wedding. have these moments and experiences. Yeah, so it's that's 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 cool because I feel like I've been seeing that so it's nice to hear you validate that too that you're seeing it on the event planner. I side.
0: I even talk some of my guests into having, especially when we're doing destination. I'm like yep. let's please do a Friday wedding just because yeah. you're giving people the ability to rest and really relax the following two days, and I'm I'm still getting a lot of pushback though. I'm like, oh, people have to take off of work and did it. I'm like, everybody's working remote now. They, they they can't take this one extra day off. So, but I think it people really do fi- like immerse themselves in the full weekend when you do it that way. It's absolutely magical. And even the domestic ones, it, it, people love a time just go an hour away from their house, yeah. get a cute little boutique hotel. recharge themselves for two days and have a celestial night, you know?
1: (laughs) And have a celestial night. I could not agree more. And it's something that I even started to do myself attending weddings over the past year. You know, we went to a few, we were in Spring Lake, New Jersey. That's not that far from where we live. That's Mm. about an hour, hour and a half door to door from us we're like, forget it. Let's take three, four days. Let's go down there. It's a place we've never been. Let's stay in a beautiful little hotel. Mm-hmm. And then we can really enjoy ourselves and not feel like we're rushing to celebrate, you know, some of our dearest friends. That part. Um, I think, I think like, you, yeah, I, I completely agree. It doesn't need to be this destination context. Although I think we have framed it, you know, in that way. Um, yeah. You know, with the, the the idea of the experiential extended wedding weekend being kind of born out of the resurgence of destination events Mm -hmm. post-pandemic. So I do think it's kind of all connected in some ways, but it's absolutely able to be executed whether you are, you know, here, near, or far across the pond. Yeah. So yeah, I I love that that it's that it's adjustable for both types of events.
0: Agreed. And we're even focusing a lot more on kind of selling the event to kind of push people to get out of their comfort zone to say, oh, I can't make it because of this. And I can't make it's like, We're Mm. doing a little bit more extra legwork on even the branding side when it comes to creating a website that has Mm. more imagery of the location. We're going down and kind of shooting some cool video of the couple interacting, getting drone shots of the water, like so that when you open this website, it's like, oh, no, I cannot miss this weekend. So it's like there's heightened expectations for these thematic kind of wedding weekends. And that kind of transitions us over to wedding weekends are just gone going, going, going. And what do you think? I mean, I know we kind of softly talked about, you know, this resurgence of traveling post-pandemic, but are you seeing any other reasoning behind such long weekends, given that cultural weddings sometimes have kind of been doing this? <laughs> <Of course. laughs> it's
1: like right, this minutes. is not necessarily new. <laughs> exactly. Is, and now Absolutely. we're kind of like,
0: that's kind of fun. Are, yeah. are we trying to, tiptoe from that or what do you think is one of the root causes for such a transition
1: for sure yeah i think no travel explosion of travel <laughs> is going to be a very natural connection there um but yeah i mean i agree when we talk about like the trend of the extended wedding you're completely right cultures have certain cultures have been doing this like this is ingrained in their in their weddings in their unions and always have been Um, And I think this also goes back to fun, right? You said it. Another buzzword, I think, of 2024. Why the hell not? (laughs) You know, like why? And I think also weddings are an investment and people Mm -hmm. know that. And I think costs have gone up. And I think either, you know, the pandemic maybe positioned this, people were able to to save a little bit during the pandemic and it also maybe recalibrated their priorities. Like, no, like being around the people that I love the most for as long as possible, like we don't really know, you know, if. Oh, my, I don't even want to say that out loud. Yeah. Like you know, we've we've learned to value the time I think that we share with the mm. people that we love. You know, that's pandemic related, but I also think that's kind of its own separate idea too. Okay. And extending the fun and bringing the people that you love most into you know this type of extended fun, mm-hmm. going to last and last and go on and on environment is just really kind of like increasing that special that special factor. Yeah, Um, I think, you know, I I hear this, I I read this, I hear this a lot on couples questionnaires. One of their biggest highlights, one of their biggest takeaways is it was so incredible to me to have every single person that I love most Mm. in the world in the room with me. And I don't think that will ever happen again. Mm. And
0: how how
1: privileged and how special am I to have that? Um, And I think the idea of like, I want that for as long as I can, as much as I can. So I'm having this this massive five day multiple event. Yep. Please wear, please wear the cowboy <laughs> boots to this one, and please wear all blue to that one, and get in and have fun. And you know, yes, it's branded. Yes, it's an experience. Yes, you're. You know, we want to sell it to the guests, but it's like, please take part in this very beautiful moment of my life with me because I love you so so much. Um, and I think like that's that's another core. You know, the pillar of why these things are happening. And I think it's actually a really, really beautiful pillar and reason I agree. As, to, as to why it is. So I
0: agree. Yeah. I, also, a lot of my couples have, they met kind of during the pandemic and their families mm-hmm. never really met. <laughs> and it's like the multi day, I think, has also been a kind of a, a cause and effect of the fact that we're now having to get families to meet, greet, like each other. Let's let's make a memory together. And it's been so I I agree with you. Most of the feedback we're getting is I. I want an intimate venue. I want everyone now. That's probably why we're all going to Italy because everyone wants a chateau. They want a villa. They Mm. want some place where everyone can stay at the exact same place on site. I want a pool. We all meet at the pool. Like that's what we're all trying to create basically a super large house party for lack of yes. better words. And a community is Absolutely. what they're all trying to do.
1: Yep. And yeah? I, I think that's, I think that completely, completely hits it. Like let's just be a family under one let's, roof yeah. after a time where we, you know, really couldn't. <laughs> we could and not. Like, also, <laughs> hello, mom and dad, meet mom. And you know, like yeah. it's, I am marrying your son. <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, I mean, it's like we're kind of creating these these moments for connection, um, and and as many moments of connections as, as we can.
0: many as you can.
1: But I am also really excited about you know the idea of all of the ways that we are differentiating
0: mm-hmm. you know these
1: days and and these events and these parties. I think the themes that have kind of been playing out have been very fun. You know, it's not like oh, well, arrive on Wednesday. And then we'll hang out on Thursday and then we'll go out to dinner on Friday. It's like, we're actually going to be doing this. You know, we're going to go on a hot air balloon ride. I mean, it's not all that big, (laughs) but I mean, some of them are. Or, you know, we're going to explore this part of town that is really special to me as a couple. And we're going to go to the restaurant where, you know, we got engaged Um, and then we're going to come back to the house and we're going to have, you know, a beach party and everybody's going to wear the tones and shades of pinks or blues and it's going to look so good. And we're all in this together. Um, so I'm I'm kind of loving I'm loving that idea of of themes of of these multi destination themed events. So, Me too. And they're yeah. my favorite to plan, and yeah. it's
0: like every because every destination has its own thing, and you're yes. really able to lean in it and again introduce your guests to something authentic and amazing that they wouldn't sometimes wouldn't have stumbled upon without you, and it's even better. But attire codes. Mood mm. boards, all the mm. things that kind of happen now. That's like another detail we get to plan. Very exciting. Yeah. But what are you seeing when people are communicating like like you're saying dress in maybe a celestial motif moment or dress in um, a palazzo inspired? What what are you seeing when it comes to communicating attire to guests now that we're having more thematic weekends?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, this is I think where that wedding website component is key. Mm-hmm. I am also thinking of engage summits and how they do this so, say, say so less. well. Like I think they, they really do. It. They did. <laughs> and I think like, and i and this is how I think people are doing it. They're creating Pinterest boards for their yep. guests um, that have options for, you know, that kind of run the gamut on the color palette that they're looking at, levels of formality. Um, you know, like whether you want to do the kind of classic rendition of one idea mm-hmm. or a really cool casual idea. I mean, I think they're really being inclusive with these types of things and, yeah. and, and, and thinking about different ways to translate like maybe a dress code that makes no sense just, you know, <laughs> out loud when we're speaking about something. But then you see the ideas in, on Pinterest and you're like, oh, oh wait, okay, cool. <laughs> and then I think also there's a moment where you're like, oh, that's going to be kind of fun you know like i feel like you know wedding guests and i i know i've been on this on the other side of this too i'm like oh man i got to i got to figure out what i'm going to wear to go to this thing and you know that's all well and good and you want to make sure that you know you're you're dressing for you know the the dress code and the and the place and the time and all these things come into play but i think you know when we are communicating if you want that that very cool very specific type of mm-hmm. dress code you definitely need to provide you know a visual mood board, whether that's on Pinterest, whether it's a little Google presentation. I mean, I know there are a lot of different ways to do it, but I do think <laughs> the visual is really important. And that is where, you know, you're going to leverage your wedding website and really drive people to that and be like, yeah, take a look at what we're doing. You know, I, I don't think you're ever going to get everybody, but I think you will get most. So you, and that's, that's all that matters.
0: The, right. They're the ones who'll get in the shot, but
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> <And> I-
0: <laughs> Go to
1: the bar. Yeah, right. go over there.
0: But I think yeah. it's like what you're saying, it's um making sure you're you're setting the standard and you're communicating it effectively because yeah. everyone's interpretation of your version of like <laughs> lime green formal is gonna be very different. <laughs> but it's so amazing to see it fully executed and yeah. you're Again, the sense of community is something we as humans, we we thrive on. And when everyone is there, they will actually feel like they're a part of it if they all look together. And the, f- the pictures are going to be spectacular. So I would say lean into it. And shout out to Engage Summits because... Y'all nailed it the
1: first time. <laughs> They're the OG when it comes to, you know, that, themed yes. events and, and yes. you know, putting together a really, really specific <laughs> yeah, fashion palette, yeah, color, part. whatever, all of it. So yeah, they've been Everything. doing it well for a long time.
0: <laughs> so going back to the basically thematic weekends, mm-hmm. now we're kind of taking it from the wedding to a honeymoon and we're going with friends on the honeymoon we too. We
1: are. Tell yeah, me what you think. Are. What you think? Buddy moons. Okay. Um, <laughs> so yes, I think if if destination or like extended domestic is happening, and you're in a place that's kind of fun, and you want to stay and kind of nest for a few minutes, I think that's kind of cool to have your people with you on a on a on a smaller, shorter timeline. I think like extending <laughs> these things and having the the idea of the buddy moon. I don't. Like, I don't think it's mutually exclusive from the honeymoon. We've actually started to see couples taking two post-married trips. And one of them is often this extension of the destination or extended wedding weekend. They stay where they are. They hang by the pool. Mm -hmm. You know, there's not this like wrap up and peace out, which I kind of like. I mean, I think that's stressful, actually. Mm -hmm. I think if you can build, I call it a bonus day um, into, you know, your, your post-married timeline, I think you should do that. If that's, you know, if that works for your budget, if it works for, you know, everything else that you have going on, I I would, that's a big tip. I think you should absolutely do that. But yeah, I think people are staying with them and, you know, whether it's family, really close friends, maybe you haven't seen your college friends since you graduated. I mean, like that's special to have those types, the people that you really love, you know, the the people that mean everything to you. I think, you know, you're not, you're not like a, Time to go, you know. Like <laughs> you don't, you don't have those feelings. Um, but you know, that's one little piece. I think of the honeymoon puzzle. I think couples are actually taking those longer, just them to duo mm-hmm. trips. I think they're waiting a little bit. They're waiting for like peak season to go to the absolute bucket list destination that they, you know, that they've been dreaming of for years. Um, you know, weddings. You know, the state of the world right now, things are way more expensive than they used to be. They're kind of taking a beat. They're taking a pause. They're saving up, and then they're going on that mm-hmm. trip. Um, I think that there are a lot of reasons why this double honeymoon is happening, but I I do think it's happening. And and one of, and sometimes one of them includes or you know comprises that buddy moon or people stay and hang with them. What are your thoughts? How do you feel about this? I feel like you have opinions about this. No, I
0: always do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was like, why would you want to hang out with your friends? But
0: I married. I know. I was like, leave, please. But at the same, t- after just after working a wedding, I'm, yeah. I'm like, whoo! I need, I just need a breath. But at the same time, I don't want, I can see not wanting the party to end either. Yeah. And I think the buddy moon is a way to even kind of manage the wedding blues, which we're, we're hearing about like yeah. the, all the thoughts about what you should have done, how to go. And all that thing is kind of cluttering your mind after the wedding has ended. I think mm. the buddy moon is a great way to kind of softly transition to kind of getting then into a softer honeymoon it's like a a nice little middle ground and it'll it'll probably help your mental health a little bit better
1: Mm, um
0: but i love
1: the i love
0: the double honeymoon and i'm again my couples i'm seeing a lot of it some are taking Mm -hmm. a micro like the extended micro trip and then they're like hey we're going to africa or we're going to japan or we're going you're like oh we're going everywhere like literally (laughs) and maybe all three of those things actually
1: stacked trips
0: yeah I think the concept of a honeymoon in my mind is like, oh, a couple of days on a beach. No, they're taking Mm -hmm. trips like (laughs) and it's like you're saying multi places, which is awesome. And I think it's also another thing to look forward to. And as you've Mm -hmm. planned a wedding for so many months, having now another thing to kind of plan is, again, another way to softly assist with the wedding Mm -hmm. blues by giving yourself another activity to look forward to. So I'm down for it. I check off here for it. I want to do it too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would actually just like not, I'm, I'm past the honeymoon, but I would just like to do that just not for exactly. myself. I was like, can we just, Fine. me and my girls
0: just go? Like we're outside yeah. now. See you in a month. Please. Period. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Generation Tux understands that coordinating suit and tux looks for your wedding party can be overwhelming. That's why they make it easy, convenient, and stress-free with online suit and tux rentals that allow you to do everything online from the comfort of your own home. Generation Tux specializes in high-quality men's formal wear rentals starting at 149 $149 and award-winning five-star customer service. You can choose from 25 styles of suits and tuxedos and thousands of accessory color combinations. Test drive your wedding looks with a free home try-on and swatches for color matching your wedding hues. When you rent with Generation Tux, you'll experience a fully online platform with a guaranteed fit algorithm. They basically make coordinating your wedding party's rentals a breeze with groomsmen management tools. Best of all, you and your wedding party will receive round-trip shipping with head-to-toe looks delivered 14 days in advance. And you can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting generationtux.com. Build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X.com. Nadri knows it's important to find the perfect finishing touch for your wedding day. Even if you've already spent most of your budget on the dress, the venue, etc., I mean, you deserve a little sparkle. So that's why Nadri creates the most stunning, highest quality fashion jewelry with show-stopping sparkles, often mistaken for real diamonds. Let's get real. You need to accessorize for the engagement party, bridal shower, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and the honeymoon. Thankfully, Nadri has you covered with the perfect jewels for every occasion. Plus, if you need to find the perfect bridal party or mother of the bride gifts, nadri has got you covered. Nadri jewelry is meticulously made like fine jewelry using the highest grade materials to ensure durability, shine, and that show-stopping sparkle that the brand is so well-known for. When it comes to jewelry for your big day, you were in the best hands with Nadri. And best of all, you get 20% off your first order with code Bride, Valid now through June 30, 2024. Discount must be entered at checkout and cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Try Nadri for yourself by visiting com slash discount Slash Betch's Bride. Learn more, find the perfect jewelry, and take the quiz to find out your bridal style on Nadri's wedding shop page. All new customers will get 20% off their first order on Nadri.com slash discount slash Betch's Bride. That's N A D R I.com slash discount slash Betch's Bride. Now that we've touched on like the themes of weddings and kind of how long they are, now we're very excited. Let's talk about what we're seeing visually with lots more color. There's more mm-hmm. texture. There's flowers. There's fruits on tables. We're coloring the glassware. Like it's like color exploded this season. What are we what are
1: you vibing with big time? Yeah, I mean I've seen color palettes I think that in theory I don't think I ever would have thought worked and then in practice absolutely 100% mm-hmm. work. A lot of neon. I've I've been seeing neon primary colors. Yes. um, Like, you know, blues, reds, yellows, you know, and not like butter or like (laughs) sage, not like riffs on primary or, you know, key core colors. I'm talking like green, highlight, you know, Hunter. Right. Right. Like Hunter, like 100% (laughs) on the nose color, not these, you know, and I mean, not that. Tones and like aren't being used to soften them, but I think it's just interesting to see these very primary shades used in very primary ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is a change. You know, we're coming off of blush, we're coming off of sage, we're coming off of, you know, like even like I feel like mauve was having a moment, these dusty pastels, dusty blue, French blue. These are softer colors. I mean, and then you also, you know, obviously at Brides, we're all about marseille blue <laughs> color of the year which is my favorite I mean, which is i mean <laughs> that is an electric that is blue blue that is cobalt blue you know that is not that's not soft it's loud it's bold um so i think like those types of like you know think of the color wheel and not the soft <laughs> shades that that is i think the color that is those are the colors that we are really um gearing up for in 2024 and I think that's kind of exciting. You know, Same. I think we think of weddings as soft and beautiful. It's like they can be bold and splashy. Mm-hmm. And I think like, you know, from, from your POV talking about branding something like, you know, everybody, every, you know, you can, anyone can do a blush wedding beautifully. Of course you can. If that's what you love, do it. But I think like these standout colors makes your wedding stand out. They are mm-hmm. going. They are going to be visual highlighters in people's minds over the course of their lives. And I think that's you know, kind of cool. Um, So I think that's where color is headed. Different, different arrangements of colors using very using using a series of bold colors. Agreed. And one of my favorite things is also the addition
0: of like pattern and texture. And I know we talked about this on the last episode, but it was I'm seeing like squiggly lines everywhere. The stationary is like uh, the wave. that I'm like, I know. There's so much, everyone is like fun, fun, fun. And sometimes I'll have an inquiry call with a couple and I'm like, Hey, send me a couple images of your inspiration or what you're thinking. And when they send it, I'm like jumping from my screen. I was like, I didn't see this for you. And I think there's a, there's like an inner, I'm like, is that your inner child trying to play with crayons right now? Like coming out, like, let's go. It's like, there's an inner person that is literally screaming. I want all of these colors and we're doing it because no one can tell me no.
1: And I'm here for
0: every single moment of it through florals, through the mixing of flowers, um, the types of flowers, like this Ikebana style is like taking over the stems Mm -hmm. that are really kind of sharp and, and just like pronounced, very structural. Um, Everyone's got a, like, it feels like artwork has like, Come right into the wedding space. Yeah. It's like everyone went to an art gallery last week and they're like, Yeah, I like this. Let's do it. So. Yeah. It's very
1: pop arty. Like it yeah. feels very like electric and, yes. and bold and red and blue. And yeah, I, I agree. It's it's there's a lot of art focus. Could not agree more on a texture. I mean, I, I, and or a pattern. I think pretty much I would say 80% <laughs> of the weddings that we're currently running have that. Um, I'm seeing that everywhere. I love the mixed floral, different colors, different flowers. And glassware I think has become a really, really fun place for people to kind of really play up color. I mean, yeah, you think of glassware, it's like, oh, the crystal. No. No, no, no. Goblets, (laughs) like amethyst, green, you know, like different colors. And I think like these tablescapes are more exciting Mm -hmm. um, and invigorating and visually stimulating than ever before. And whether it's floral or fruit, I'm like, Moss is in right now. I mean, (laughs) like it's not just floral. It's this entire moment on a tabletop where color and texture is being used in ways that I don't think it really has before um, that is really creating these very like nuanced, upbeat types of places
0: what I'm experiencing is people want authenticity and in in a way that also means really using nature as it exists and not having to tone it up or down. And it's like the primary colors that we see in real life are now being like brought (laughs) to tables. It's like moss is living there. The fruit is living there. Like we don't have to play with this. We don't have to dye the flowers anymore. Let's use them as they are, as -hmm. they grow. And we're even growing flowers specifically for weddings now with some of our private estate events. And it's like, Let's use the nature as it Mm -hmm. currently shows up and just done,
1: period, good. We're good. I like it. Totally.
0: (laughs) Which is awesome.
1: It's like back to basics, but Mm. not. You know, like it's back to to basics, but extra. On its side. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah. Different type of basics, but it's still that core nature moment, color Mm -hmm. moment. Yeah, that's really interesting.
0: I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. So now – talking about the things that we're going to eat, food and bev, which is mm. everyone wants good food, good wine and a great party, but absolutely. We're seeing a lot more non-alcoholic options. It's the it's the year of the mocktail. It is. I'm very excited. Me too. Tell me about it. Yeah.
1: I feel like, you know, obviously it is a little contrived because we are having this conversation <laughs> on January 24th. Try try um, but I I do, I do deeply really believe that 2024 is the year of the mocktail. And I think there are a few reasons for that. I think, honestly, I think Gen Z is pushing this a little bit. I'm seeing this hmm. a lot on TikTok. I think they're looking at like alcohol culture and the way that we socialize. I mean, I've seen these conversations pan out, you know, in op-eds, on social. Um, We do a lot of our gathering and meeting and connecting around alcohol. And I think we're finally starting to ask the question, why? Why? I mean, yes, alcohol (laughs) makes us feel good. It opens us up. It's fun. It's tasty. It's experiential for sure, um, depending on, you know, how you are imbibing. Um, But I do think like we are starting to question as a society, even like Mm -hmm. why that is. And that is impacting, you know, how weddings are, you know, being approached. Now, I do not think the open bar is done. That is not what I'm saying. And I think open (laughs) bars that I think if anybody goes to an open bar, and there's not goes to a wedding, and there isn't an open bar, I think there's a level of like, okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, (laughs) that's also fine if you want to do that. I'm not knocking it. I'm just, I think that there are certain expectations that are still in place Mm -hmm. of weddings. Um, But the mocktail, I think that's fun. You know, it's maybe there's two signature cocktails and a mocktail. Um, And that's also like a really, that's a really, that's that's an easy way to make your wedding more inclusive. You know, whether that's fun, it can be fun for kids depending on, you know, you want like, you know, you want your flower girl to have something fun. It's <laughs> if it's like something fruity and cute and and pink. Um, but then there are also ways to kind of like really elevate them and, and expose and you know, expose your guests to different flavors um in a way that just kind of doesn't involve booze. Mm-hmm.
0: Um
1: so yeah, I think like I don't think there's right or wrong here. I think it's up to the couple and can yeah. be decided on the couple level if this is something that they are interested in. Maybe they've reduced their drinking or are are sober curious Mm -hmm. and they kind of want to put that into their event. Maybe like they know their friends are and they want to be inclusive and and welcoming in that way. Um, Or they're just like, this is cool. Like we don't need alcohol to have a good time. And like there are really incredible mocktail mixologists doing really incredible, fancy, fun things. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think like, you know, the world's your oyster really when it comes to the mocktail scene and, you know, there is no right or wrong, but yeah, I think it's kind of fun. I I I just think it's a different layer of, of things to offer.
0: And I think what you're saying about inclusive, I, I think we have an episode coming out about catering and I talk about not just making the food, like, yes, you've got your vegan options and your gluten-free and your dairy, but like you're saying, there are people who have different experiences with with alcohol Mm -hmm. and going to the bar and going to this very social event where everyone's (laughs) throwing it back. And you're like, I want to, again, Uh. coming back to community I want to feel a part of the group. I, I got my chartreuse on like everyone else. <laughs>
1: I'm in the color palette. I'm I in the color palette. Where, why can't, I did but, it.
0: I did my part. Right. But now I'm at the bar and I'm feeling a little way. So I think it's it's a great way to, like you're saying, just make everyone feel like they're a part of the crew. And Absolutely. leaning now into kind of immersive culinary experiences, we've gone kind of out there with how we're presenting food, how we're preparing mm-hmm. it, these kind of open concept kitchen moments. Like everything is so fun. Uh, I'm I, Okay. That We might need to call the episode all about the fun in 2024.
1: It is. But that's, that's the trend, guys. <laughs> it's just fun. Just have just, a good time. Just fun.
0: <laughs> what are you seeing and what are some of your favorite um, kind of culinary experiences right now?
1: Oh, you just said my favorite one. We ran a (laughs) wedding today where the the reception took place. Um, It was a Blackberry Farm. No, it wasn't. It was not a Blackberry Farm wedding. I'm not remembering the venue, but it it was that. It was a reception in a restaurant, essentially, at a ranch or a farm um, where the kitchen was fully exposed and guests were like watching these like very beautifully dressed. I think that's important. I think that's important if we're going to talk about, you know, culinary experiences, then I think like staff also, kind yes. of, if they are going to be part of the experience, I think a cohesive uniform, you know, I, I love that. I love those like, you know, like those fashion moments um, on the wonderful people that, you know, help you um, with your food on your big day. I think that's very cool. Um, but yeah, that, that exposed kitchen moment, guests have insight into what's coming in and out. I've, the presentation of the hors d'oeuvres during the cocktail hour. We are, it is, ne- it is new. This is like, I don't even know how to describe some of the favorite things that I've seen, you know, on sticks, mm-hmm. in rocks, in like, I can't, I need to just show you a photo of what I'm talking about. Um, It's, it's really just like the presentation is not just like a fancy tray and like a cute little, mm-hmm. like little paste, like puff pastry. Um, I think it's all coming back to personalization. Foods that people not, you know, maybe don't necessarily expect at a wedding, but foods that the couple really love. Yeah. Um, maybe it's, you know, cuisine from their first trip that they took as a couple. Maybe it's, you know, bringing back a cocktail. They've been at this place before. The cocktail is no longer on the menu, but they desperately wanted to get into mm. this, you know, bringing things back because they love them. Um, recreating. I, I just, yeah, I, the Exposed Kitchen, I think is very fun and a very cool way to get your guests yeah. in on the moment. But also, I think yeah, cocktail um, hour d'oeuvre presentation. What a way to kind of set the tone, I think, for the food, the culinary experience to come. I think that's like if you're gonna look for one way, and probably one of the maybe the more affordable ways to do this beyond like, I don't know, tableside carvings, like all <laughs> these things. It's you know, it's it's a service, like that's yeah. another cost. But I do think the cocktail hour elevation of the hors d'oeuvres is is an actionable and.
0: 100%. Slightly more
1: budget friendly. I don't even want to say budget friendly, but more a yeah. way to, you know, to do this. Just
0: changing the attire of kind of your service staff Agreed. will literally elevate the entire like period and the way that they're presented sometimes does impact the quality and the taste, the way that you taste the food and perceive it. And then just adding a w- interesting vessel to put. You could put some spring rolls in that thing and it would and if you had it in like an upside, like you're saying, an upside down rock or something that's I don't know, it it does it. It sometimes it does is, it. I don't know what it is, but your mind is like, oh, this is nice. Right. <laughs> if
1: it, if you if you could take out the audio, right? And I'm watching somebody experience something mm. at a wedding and they do. That you've won, you know, like you've won. If they do the jaw dropped, like eyes narrowed, what am I looking at? This is incredible. (laughs) I have never seen this nor will I ever see it again. Like you've won. And that is and there is a way to do that in a way that is like not difficult. Like you said, whether that's elevating service staff's attire, choosing an interesting vessel, you know, presenting a very traditional food in a Mm non-traditional way. Cool ways to do this. Presentation is
0: everything for yeah. everything for like everything. you can wrap a very generic gift if you elevate that thing with a nice bow it's instantly from bergdorf's so we're gonna- yeah. <laughs> all right you said it. I, we got to move into some listener emails because we're having Coffee. the best time talking about everything i know got- <laughs> it's like, but i do want to talk one one last thing content mm-hmm. creation
1: mm.
0: Whew. yep <laughs> It's happening. We want we want our pictures now. It's my money. I want it now. It's like rapid. We need it instantly. Talk to me yeah. about what you're saying with content creation. Slightly cuz we do have a content creator coming on to give us Ooh. the deep But tell me. So exciting.
1: Okay, my (laughs) first takeaway when we when we're talking about content creation, I am so grateful that this vendor category has emerged because I do think there is a lot of pressure on photographers Mm -hmm. to deliver quickly. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, the photographer that you hire and you know, this is I think maybe this is a hot take. Maybe it's not. I think it's a fair take. Actually, the photographer that you hire is designed and their function and job is to provide you with keepsakes that you will have for your entire life (laughs) good things like keepsakes and airline and heirlooms take time they take time Mm -hmm. so i think you know all right a sneak peek all right i get it you want it now but but these professionals these experts are are truly masters of their craft so many of them shoot on film and they have a personal brand and and personal expectations that they want to meet for you and that's why you hire them so mm-hmm. i mean i love that there has been a, a split in this kind of moment right like you want those photos now you're going to go to a content creator who is going to be on the ground capturing content for your reels content for your feed mm-hmm. and i and, you know tiktok instagram all of it and that kind of either you now your photographer can do their job that and part, I, and I love that, and and I, I this is this is a big category. I mean, I think this Agreed. is going to explode in twenty twenty four and in twenty twenty five. I think it's going to I think it's going to rev up this year and really hit next year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I cannot be more excited for it, especially like social media and weddings right now. Wow, we are wow. in a new era, and I think that contributes to this like idea of everything is older, the colors are brighter, the fun is funner. Like it's everything, you know, because we're seeing this, like it's all playing out on social and it's, yep. you know, content creators are, are behind a lot of that. So I really, I really respect what they do. And I think they, Same. they fill a really wonderful gap in the wedding, um, the post wedding experience, um, yeah. and also alleviate some pressure from vendors who really probably shouldn't have to shoulder it. So all for mm. it. I'm, excited. All right. I'm I can't wait for that episode. I can't wait. I'm going to tune in. All right. I'm cool. excited.
0: Yeah, And if you didn't hear the episode that we did have a photographer on that talks about the meticulousness of editing photos and like you're saying, shooting film and the, the long lead time it takes to kind of produce that, go back and take a listen to that as well. You'll get a lot of insight. But content creation, we're going to talk about that a little later. But I'm very excited about it, too. It's going yeah. to cool. take a lot of pressure off of all of us. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So, Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. At $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N U U L Y dot com. That's newly with two Us and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's nuul ycom Newly with two us with code20. That's rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. All right, rapid fire listener submissions. Okay. Will I regret having a bow hair scarf a fad instead of a timeless traditional veil?
1: Bow hair scarf. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, bows, I know like they're having a moment right now. I was wearing one yesterday Betcha! in my hair. I mean, they are definitely <laughs> here and they are trendy, but like bows and weddings, forever. Timeless. I I, I don't think you're going to – I don't think necessarily you'll regret it. And I also don't think you need to necessarily choose to have one or the other. I was going to
0: both. You,
1: have both, <laughs> right? Like wear the veil either at your reception or at your ceremony and then switch into the bow um, during your – um, during your reception or you could, you know, you could save the bow for the after party or you could do any iteration of that. You want to wear like a cute little short veil with your little mini dress at your after party? Sure. <laughs> I love that for you. I, I think like this is not, the answer to this is not you have to choose one. I would say get both. I think, you know, if one is more important, put the money there and then mm-hmm. save the money on the second accessory. And, you know, it's your wedding. What other What other time are you going to have the option to wear like 45 hair accessories in your life? And like 300 different dresses, wear it all, buy it all. I four things on my <laughs> wedding day. I started with what? a veil and one headband. That was during my ceremony. And then I changed and I had a different headband entirely. <laughs> and then I changed it to a bathing suit and I wore a different veil than my first veil. <laughs> And then I kept that veil on until 2 in the morning. So my 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 response to you is do it all. Maybe extend your options. You will not regret it. You will you will re- regret not wearing it. I, I really deeply Ooh, believe
0: Ooh, You will yeah. regret not wearing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do it. I'll <laughs> for it. All right. How do I add fun elements to the reception party send-off? Are glow sticks tacky? What if sparklers are not allowed at the venue?
1: This is very common. Sparklers are... Oftentimes not allowed at a venue. And I think a lot of couples have to contend with this. Sparklers, I also just kind of want to caveat and say another disclaimer. Um, sparklers <laughs> with guests that have been overdoing it a little bit can be a little dangerous. So I kind of love when the sparklers are removed from the equation kind of fr- to begin with. Um, so I think that there are a lot of fun options. I've seen really pretty ribbons being waved. I've seen kind of I think cold sparks are having I was a moment, right? Cold now.
0: sparklers are good. Those one. are
1: more like controlled by somebody else who are not your guests and are not, you know, terrifying. Right. So <laughs> that is safer. And I think honestly, that has a bigger visual impact. I'm not sure if cold sparks will be allowed if sparklers aren't but I mean sometimes they they, sometimes they
0: are because they're not they're cold they're not right they're not like an
1: active sparking thing so I think that right (laughs) you know just fire exposed flame um yeah so I think that's a really good option what other things have I seen uh I mean I don't think glow sticks are tacky I think like if you're just fresh off your silent disco and glow sticks like they make perfect sense within context I think Um, yeah, I would say cold sparks, do both, (laughs) have them hold something, wave something like, um, noise things I think can be fun too. Um, no, I would say just choose something else. I think it's fun to have a moment like that, to have a tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. I like the, I think I like
0: the cold sparklers the most just because you're saying it's controlled by someone else. Yeah. The concept of getting the, everyone in line to create this exit with the sparklers, lighting them, do it. It's like, true. Woo! It's like hurting cats, especially everyone's drunk, and then I have started a fire because of it. So I, I have PTSD from that anyway.
1: But cold sparks—they can be wherever they want to be. You can just walk out. Cue it. It's (laughs) time.
0: It's time. From a sustainability standpoint, though, I am not crazy about glow sticks just because they do end up piled somewhere where they are still glowing, and And they're single use, and they're not good stuff. (laughs) Everyone's still on with their lives, so. But choose your adventure here. Um, If you don't, if something is tacky to someone else, doesn't mean it's tacky to you. If you love it, lean into it and do it. Do it. Thoughts on memorial tables.
1: Oh, um, I, you know, I think, I think they're very common at weddings. And if, if, you know, there's a way I understand really wanting to do them. And I actually think that they can be done really nicely. Mm -hmm. Old, um, older, you know, elder wedding photos, you kind of have those kind of set up to kind of honor the people that can't be with you. Um, I think they're usually placed near the guest book and I think that's like the right place for them. Agreed. I think like you wouldn't, I wouldn't make this like a focal point of your party. I think it kind of should be kind of wrapped into a side table, let people wander around the room, get to know you a little bit better by kind of getting to know your family legacy. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think like Absolutely. If if it's if it's important to you, you know, you want to honor somebody's memory, then I would say do it. There are also other ways to do that, too. You can save a seat for somebody at the ceremony or the reception. Um you can, you know, you can hang somebody's favorite flowers on a chair mm-hmm. right next to you just to keep that person close. You can wear one of their mementos down the aisle, put a little chain on your bouquet. You know, so if you're kind of on the fence about having a full-blown table, know that there are so many other ways to Yeah. you know, take somebody that that you love with you on your big day. So lots of, lots of ways to do it. Lots tons tons,
0: Yeah, Even I, I like to say, get playful with the frames too. Um, sometimes switch them up. So maybe they match in the decor, but we've done, like we've done it next to the guest book, but the guest book was like an artist book. Like it was a, from a Mm -hmm. MoMA. It was, so it was was beautiful. It was really, really lovely. All right. So we're going to get into emails. All right, let's go. Dear Betches Brides, I'm a winter 2024 bride and I'm hoping you can touch on a topic that's come up a lot while I've been wedding planning. What makes a timeless wedding? I love how you always say that having a wedding already makes it traditional, but I'm really struggling with how to make it timeless. While I want to remain true to my future husband and me. I still want to look back at my photos and not cringe from how dated they look. I feel really guilty thinking this way, so I'm hoping other brides feel the same way too and that you can help me.
1: Mm. Okay, don't feel guilty. I think this is a thing that a lot of people grapple with when they plan weddings. Like, I want to look back on my wedding and love it in 50 years. Um, it's kind of, that's a lot of pressure, you know? Like, You want to make sure that you're planning something that that stands the test of time. Um, I think my biggest tip here is to always ground your decor, your fashion to place. I do not think you can can go wrong if you are designing an event, dressing for an event in a way that makes sense within the context of your environment. So, you know, like if you are having a big church wedding, then, you know, maybe you're going to dress for that. Maybe the floral, if you're having a winter wedding, maybe you're going to stick to those traditional colors that you see. You know, the timeless colors that kind of are consistently associated with that season, whether that's, you know, maybe like an evergreen, a little bit of a darker red, you know, not Christmas colors, something white, mm-hmm. maybe something blue. I mean, I think color can kind of come into it, but I also think it's important to talk about like timeless is not necessarily like a cut and dry word for absolutely mm-hmm. everybody. So at the end of the day, as long as your event is kind of grounded to the place, and grounded to your love story and feels personal to you, I think it will stand the test of time and how you kind of bring color palette, um, you know, and texture and fashion into that, I think will, will impact the overall flavor. But I think those, those core things tying it to place, um, will, will help with, will help yeah. with that progression. Looking back on it 50 years, I think you're going to feel good about it.
0: Uh, and also like when you think of a timeless wedding, even though it looks like, Great, it's still not probably something that you would execute in the time that you're looking yep. at it. So it's like timeless is kind of like it just doesn't look terrible. It's still you're like, I don't know if I would wear that now, but it looks good on her. And then I think to ensure that your wedding you still resonate with your wedding potentially in 50 years, I would say make sure that the decisions you're making are feelings focused. So that way when you look back at the imagery, the feeling comes back. Um and I, like, that to me will, again, like gra- ground it in a feeling, ground it in mm-hmm. a, a gut decision and saying, this is the dress. This is the hairpiece. These are the flowers because I feel it. So every time you see them, you're literally transported right back to that moment. I think that's what makes a timeless wedding because it takes you back to that time that you couldn't get back again. Do we want to go in a yeah. game now? <laughs>
1: We're doing a game. (laughs) It's a game. I'm sorry. (laughs) Cue the game. Cue the game. I'm excited. We love a game. I love
0: a game. Gotta do a game. I want to play a game of down the aisle or out the door. (laughs) This (laughs) week, my producer has sourced some past wedding trends and we are going to decide if we are bringing them down the aisle with us into 2024 or kicking them out Mm. the door. All right.
1: Concerts during the reception. Oh. Uh, Are we really doing this? I guess.
0: I guess.
1: Concerts like like a
0: celebrity guest? Yeah, like Nelly or Flo Rida, Engage Summits, We See You. I want to know who's doing that.
1: I want to, like, that's, I I guess... People some
0: are more, doing it? some more affluent weddings are having actual like Justin. I got an email from a vendor saying we can get you Justin Timberlake for a wedding, and I was like, I just want Justin Timberlake. I don't need him to come to a
1: wedding. He can just come to my house. But right, okay. So that okay. Here's the, here's how I'm looking at this as someone who maybe doesn't see this all the time. Uh, down the aisle because I would 100% go to a Where? wedding in which nelly like like justin timberlake was going to be there the answer is yes i will see you there i am of course coming to the ceremony but we all know what i'm excited for so down the aisle in my opinion
0: down the aisle i hundred percent agree
1: receiving lines they're Mm. different now. they're just not i would say okay here's here's how i'm answering this um (laughs) What is it? It's not down the aisle. What's the other one? Out the door. door. (laughs) Out the door. Out the door for traditional receiving lines, but down the aisle with taking Mm. intentional time and traveling with your spouse and going table to table during the reception and building in time and speaking with your wedding planner about making that a priority. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to like make eye contact with everybody that you love. So I would say out the door with the traditional standing in a line and everybody filing in, because I don't know if that's really the best guest experience waiting on a line. We don't love that. Um, but I, but I, the ethos of it, I love. Mm-hmm. So I would say yes and no. I agree. Do it In some way. I agree with like, I, I haven't figured
0: out a cool way to make this work. Right. Logistically. So I'm yeah. like, until I do, I'm gonna have to swing it out the door. <laughs> right. But I yeah, do no, like, I, I agree with you fully yeah flower crowns
1: down the aisle for flower people yes,
0: <laughs> and, uh, yes. Like, yeah that's cute that's cute that's, um, that's yeah. my answer okay period yeah. done period. um yeah. not wearing certain colors red black etc as a wedding guest
1: oh you're gonna hit me with the etiquette question oh. um down the um out the door for red I think where unless it is part of like a very specific color palette, I think like a very, very, very bold, bright red, I think most etiquette experts would tell you that that's probably not not great to do. Just you're going to feel you're not going to feel right doing that. Um, So I would say out the door with red. Down the aisle with black. Oh man. You can like, go wrong. <laughs> you can never go wrong with I mean a black dress is always appropriate. So one hundred percent down the aisle with that. But also just being kind of mindful of colors that might be flashy or you know, take take some attention away and being mindful. And if you're ever on the fence, if something isn't appropriate, then I would just not wear it. My
0: That's mom right. says if you have to ask, the answer is no. That's
1: right. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so if you're wedding guest thinking
0: about it explicitly. Maybe ask the person, but you probably already know the answer. Handing out party favors.
1: Party favors. Like. Do people still do that? Right. I'm like.
0: (laughs) I'm just going to say.
1: I'm just going to say I don't know. And therefore out. Out the door. Because I don't think people are handing things out anymore. Just because I just don't think it's happening. Sustainability, guys. Unless you're getting a fabulous
0: like welcome bag on the front end. There's no need to favorize your gift. You just paid probably $100 plus plus per plate and you gave them an open yep. bar and probably a whole concert with Justin Timberlake. They don't need a candle or bubbles. They don't. Or Actually, we did do favors of custom sweatpants before and I like that. But anywho, all right. So <laughs> that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Sarah, darling, where can people find you? Or where should people follow
1: Oh, yes. Well, first things first, definitely you can always find incredible content on all things wedding at brides.com. You can also follow us um, on Instagram at brides. Made it nice and easy for you. You love Um, us. And then if you are looking for me, I am also on Instagram and that's a little bit more involved. It is at Sarah not a just sir underscore and then my last name shriver
0: love all right miss shriver thank you so much you guys can follow the show at batches brides on instagram and you can follow me at i am fallon carter be sure to rate review and follow the show i said follow the show on apple spotify or wherever you're listening now we'll have new episodes every single monday so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode thank you so much for listening until death do us part the Betches Brides podcast is produced by Rebecca Salzmacat, Lauren Salome, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Rebecca Salzmacat. Social media by Lauren Salome. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at Betches.com. Betches.